Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 11 from the New Living Translation. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? It is so good to be back with you. If you don't know me, my name's Adrian, and I hope one day to get to know you in person, not just through a screen. Um, it is good to be here, whether in this moment now live or maybe in the moment that you're watching it in your own time on demand. And my hope is that something of what I get to share now in these moments brings some encouragement from my home into your home. Um, in a moment, we're going to look at these uh, verses that Jules has just read out from chapter seven as we continue in our series entitled Living Prayer, where we're invited to live a life that is shaped by prayer. Uh, and that as we live that life that's uh, shaped by prayer, we begin to realize that it causes us to understand more of who God is and how God longs to define who we are and how that then defines how we reveal something of who God is uh, to the world around us. And that's what we're doing through this series, Living Prayer. And so far, it's kind of doing us good, I think. Uh, we've looked at the prayer of contemplation. We've looked at the prayer of lament last week. And in a moment, we're going to look at a prayer of petition that's revealed in uh, Matthew chapter 7 through Jesus' words. But before we get there, I just want to encourage you, maybe you're a follower of Jesus and in this moment, the invitation is there for you just to keep pressing in to this life that's open to you to be shaped by prayer. But maybe you're joining us today and you're someone who's just kind of trying to figure out, like, well, who is God then? Like, does God have any relevance to my life? And my hope is as we examine this prayer again, that it would reveal something more of the wonder of who God is and how God desires and designs to be part of your life. Uh, but as I said, I want to look, therefore, today at the prayer of petition. Now, the prayer of petition, as Jesus says, is this amazing invite that he gives you and he gives me that God is longing to hear our desires and delight to answer them. Man, that is amazing. Like, God is longing to hear your and to hear my desires and loves and delights to answer them. God longs to be involved in your life. God longs to be involved in my life. And therefore, the prayer of petition, we could therefore rush and say, well, well then how do we ask? I'd say before we get to the uh, how, we need to understand like the who, the what, the why, and then we'll look at the how. So firstly then, well, who then? Well, Jesus refers to the fact that we don't approach an unknowable God. In these verses in chapter seven, he actually says, no, we approach God as father. And then he kind of says, well, what kind of father is he? Well, he says, well, look at the world around you. Imagine some of the parents you see. Well, to be honest, I'm a father. You may not know that. Many of you will. I'm a father to three children, Emily, Sam and Rebecca. And the truth is this, is that Jesus illustrates that if my kids come to me 
and ask me for something to eat or to ask me for something to drink. I wouldn't then think, I know, I'm going to play a trick on you. <laughs> I like go out in the garden and grab a worm and say, here you go, here's something to eat. Or I wouldn't go and grab stone from the front of my drive and say, here you go, drink on this. And no, even though I'm flawed, like I'm going to give my kids a drink and something to eat. See, Jesus says that, like he says, even though you human parents are flawed. In other words, I know that sometimes I can be self-centered. Sometimes I can be irritable. Sometimes I'm tired. And yet if my kids ask me for something to, to drink or eat, I, I'm going to respond to that. And then Jesus says, well, if that's what earthly parents are like, who are flawed, who have limits, who become, have moments of tiredness or weariness or self-centeredness. Well, imagine then what your father in heaven is like, one who is perfect and good and loving. Like, imagine how he's going to respond. Like, he's never tired or weary. You see, we need to remember who we're coming before. We're not coming to an unknowable God. We're coming to a father who loves us, who's for us, and is seeking to do us good. Like through scripture, we find these descriptions of how God is described as a father. And so we find that it will come up and you take a photo of the screen or we'll get it out this week. But we find that God as a father is revealed as loving as comforting, as good and perfect, as merciful, as forgiving and restorative, as one who is powerful, abundant, and is unlimited in resources. This is who Jesus says we're to come before with our petitions, with our asks. See, it's about the who, and in the who of who this father is, we need to understand that he's a father who longs to do us good. Like he's longing to give and share with us good gifts. That's what Jesus says. Like he's longing for you and I to receive things that are going to do us good, not to harm. And therefore, Jesus wants us to understand that as we come to our father, we're to understand that he is one who's going to seek to answer our requests, seek to answer our petitions. And I'd say that the father answers either with a yes a no and does that because either he knows or we're asking potentially is going to harm us or he's got something better in storm store or that he comes and says well wait and we're going to talk about that in a in a bit but we need to understand that when we come it's about the who a father who is full of love and goodness who's longing to hear our requests respond to them because he wants to do us good. But it's not only about a who, it's also about a what. So therefore, we kind of get to this point and say, well, what can I then ask for? Are there any limits? Well, I'd say, no, we've got this father who's longing to hear our requests. He wants to understand what your needs, what my needs are. And it therefore means that we don't need to kind of discount ourselves. I say, oh no, surely if God is a father who is perfect and great and awesome and powerful, like surely he doesn't want to be involved in this small detail of my life. No, no. He's a father who wants to be involved in our small needs and our big needs. We get to be those who come understanding that we can ask anything that we need from our father who's longing to reveal his goodness to us.
But it's not just about the what and the who, it's also about a why. You see, when we come with our request to our Father, it reveals something about who we are. It reveals that we're those that are dependent on him, are seeking to trust him with our life. You see, what it does is it reveals relationship. You see, we have our Father in heaven who's longing to be involved in your life and in my life. He's not going to force himself on us. Rather, he's going to wait expectantly, anticipating for us to turn towards him, to turn towards him with our requests. And as we turn towards him, he then wants to long and rush in to respond to them. You see, when we take hold of this prayer of petition, it reveals that we're in a relationship. Relationship with a father we're longing to be dependent on, to share our life with, because we've got a father in heaven who's longing to be part of our lives. So it's about a who, it's about a what, it's about a why, but then it becomes about a how. You see, if this is what's in store, if we've got this father who's longing to hear our requests, if we've got this father who seeks to kind of get hold of what we need and wants to answer our requests, that it reveals that wonder of relationship with him, then surely it's then, well, how do we do it? And Jesus kind of gives us these four ways that we're to come in this prayer of petition. Firstly, he says, just, I'm asking. You're going to find in each of them, it isn't like a one-off kind of moment. It's rather that we have this lifestyle, this way our life is shaped and how it's a continuation, a continual sense of us coming before God. As he says, come firstly, asking which gives that sense of just daily coming before the father and saying i need you like jesus taught us to pray this day this way he said like come and ask for your daily bread in other words your daily needs come before the father for and i find that personally that as i wake up i i kind of spend some time just saying father i need you today i need your wisdom your strength your um compassion your love i might have financial needs say god i need this or i might have material needs and it's coming and, and just giving those to god and understanding that he's a father who like wants to answer that and often in those asks of the day like find at the end of the days or reflect back how many of them god has answered firstly it's about asking secondly it's about seeking you see we live in an immediate culture uh, we live in a moment where okay, if I want something, I can just go and get it, like 24-7 living. And Jesus wants us to understand that sometimes when we come with our requests, our petitions before the Father, sometimes we have to wait. Sometimes we have to seek and keep seeking out until we get an answer. And this moment of petition is all about perseverance. It's not giving up. It's remembering like who God is, that he's not a God who's trying to hide himself from us. He's a God who's our loving father who's out to do us good. And sometimes just causes us to wait. Causes us to learn things. I often find in those moments where I'm seeking God for an answer. I often ask the question, God, what are you trying to teach me in this moment? I often find it reveals something about who I am. And who God is. Like God uses waiting. So we've got asking, we've got seeking, 
Thirdly, Jesus says we're to go knocking. Now, because we're all very polite individuals, we tend to approach someone's door, and maybe if you're going to knock to see if they're in, we kind of give a little tap. You know, don't want to kind of cause too much offense, kind of just a little tap and see if they come to the door, and probably give it a few moments, and then give a little tap again, and maybe we'll go to three taps, three sessions of tapping. And if they've not come, we think, well, they can't be in, I'll go away. Now, the kind of knocking that Jesus is referring to here is bashing, hammering the door. Like literally, it says like with a stick on the door. Like what Jesus is saying is sometimes your petition will be like a cry of desperate. Like it isn't enough to just tap there. You have to pound the door and say, Father, I need you to break through. Like I can think of many moments in my life where I found myself figuratively hammering the door. Sometimes I physically found myself like kneeling on the floor, hammering the floor saying, Father, I need you. I need you in this situation. Jesus says there's this way of petition that gives forward those moments of desperation. So we've got asking, seeking, knocking. And then fourthly, Jesus says we're to come expectant. We're to come expectant that there is a good father who longs to answer. Like, so important. Like, in those moments where we're seeking, it's so important to keep coming expectantly to a loving father who's seeking our best. Like, it means daily we're being invited to come with expectancy of, Father, I know you're like this, and I know you're wanting to be involved in my life. Therefore, I come again and I ask, speak, I knock with expectancy. Now, the deal is, this sounds amazing, but I'd be lying to you if there aren't moments where it's disappointing. Because sometimes we petition God and it feels like we either don't get an answer or it just seems silent. And It'd be great to kind of brush over that and say, oh, no, 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 it's always like this. But the truth is, both in what I've known individually and the journeys I've worked with, walked with others, is there are moments where we've requested and it's not quite happened. And we live with the disappointment, the pain, and sometimes just feel down. And the truth is, the Bible isn't silent on this. In actual fact, one of the heroes of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, talks about how he too was suffering and talks about this thing like a thorn in his side. That's what it felt like. This thing that he's had, suffering he had. And he said, I've prayed to God many times that it'd be removed. And he said, but, but it hasn't. See, Paul the Apostle, the Bible doesn't hide away from the moments where we have to live with the disappointment of unanswered prayer. And the reality is it's painful. But God doesn't want to leave us in that pain. And it's where all that we looked at last week is so important in terms of the prayer of lament. See, I can't give you an answer sometimes of why prayers don't end up the way we thought they would. For me to do that is patronizing. It's, it's like me answering unanswerable questions in some ways. But what I do know is this, that everything we looked at last week in terms of the prayer of the men is that God 
wants to meet us in our pain and in our disappointment. And that as we give voice to that, as we cry out to God, that we then, in turn, as we saw with that prayer of lament, get to discover the God who still hasn't changed, is still good, and is still loving. And that can take time to, to find, and often we need others to journey with us, but it is so important that we deal with it, because if we don't, what we discover is it starts to impact. So that's our quenched our desire to come in this prayer of petition to our Father, which then in turn starts to limit the relationship that we're enjoying with him, of involving him in our lives as we open him to everything that we're needing. And so just say, just as a quick aside, like if you're knowing disappointment at the moment, like talk to someone else. Don't let it fester. Like talk to someone else and start to take time to work through the prayer of lament because God's desire is for us to be restored within our disappointment. But before I finish off in terms of this prayer of petition, I just want us to hear from some people within Oasis, a couple of people within Oasis actually, just to hear their stories of how they've known the wonder of who God is and how God strengthens them these prayers of petition just to give you a flavor um i remember when harry was little and he really wanted um football kits and we didn't have the money and it was really um something he was passionate about at the time and it was his birthday and he'd chosen he had about five outfits he wanted and he had to choose one and and he did um but he was disappointed that he couldn't have one of the other ones and football crazy anyway um we said a little prayer and and um not long after we went to car boot sale and um and as we walked in the first table um that we saw had all the football kits that he had asked for in his size for 20p each and it was such a blessing to him and harry's had quite a few stories where god's just provided um clothes which is his passion um over the years um and as a mum that was just really lovely to see that um answer of prayer for him there have been times and long seasons of um praying for things which um has been difficult and just persevering in prayer for things um family situations and god's always sustained through those seasons um 100 his um his grace and his kindness knows no bounds and um and yeah i would love to share more stories with you um and if anyone's interested and wants to hear i'm happy to share so i hope you feel blessed um i hope that through all of us in this times of uncertainty we can stand firm knowing that our god is good and faithful and um even though we may not be able to see the way forward he has a plan and we just need to stick close to him Hi, I'm Anne. And I'm Graham. We've been asked to share a story about answered prayer. Uh, we met um, in our late thirties and got married. After two years, we were ready to start a family. We didn't realise how hard the road was going to be. After 18 months 
uh, of nothing happening. Uh, we sought medical um, advice. Uh, a medical issue for Anne was corrected. We continued to pray. Two years later, still nothing. Um, we had some simple medical treatment to improve our chances of conceiving at this time, but still nothing. Our trust in God and his goodness never changed. And we always believed he had good gifts for us as a couple, whatever the outcome. We continued to pray. Many friends who married at the same time as us seemed to be having babies quite easily. It wasn't an easy road. We had taken on board all the medical advice. Relax, chill, have a holiday. We did. Then we both became quite unwell with stomach upsets. As we recovered, I said to the Lord, I can't do this anymore. If nothing happens before I'm 43, and that was two months away, I was giving up on having a family. Then God moved. I became pregnant within that month. The, preg the pregnancy brought its own challenges, but Hannah was born at 32 weeks, weighing in at 1.3 kilo by emergency caesarean section and she was in hospital for five weeks. She's now a beautiful 22-year-old woman who loves God. God indeed gives good gifts to his children. He does. And we praise him. He does indeed. It just ground stuff, doesn't it? Just hearing just stories of how God is a loving father who hears our requests and wants to do good things to you. And for each of us, those good things will look different. Like Sarah, Graham and Anne's stories are going to be different to my stories and be different to your stories. But the prayer of petition reminds us that we are invited into relationship. Relationship with a God who's our father, who's longing to be involved in the details of your life and my life, however small or however big it may feel at the moment, he wants to be involved in what we need. And so the prayer of petition calls us to then ask, to seek, to know, and to knock, knowing that we're going to come before this loving father who longs to give you and me good gifts. So if this coming week, why don't we give ourselves like daily, just 15 minutes, coming remembering who God is as our father and presenting our request to him and maybe in small groups like talk about something of what we're doing in that or maybe it's that we need to just give voice to some of the disappointment we know that it doesn't hinder this relationship with his loving father who wants to be involved 